Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, the podcast. Episode motherfucking 34. 34. 34 times we've done this dance, That's just a man. while. It does yeah. not feel like we've done this 34 times. We also have a lot of uh, other little things on our podcast stream, so it actually, we've done, we've. I think this will be like our 48th or so wow, release, really? but this is our 34th episode. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, I'm pretty pleased with that. That's pretty Yeah, badass. we're still in our weird different setup where we're like up in the kitchen. Yeah. I'm super cozy. I, th- I mean, I'm still on the bench. Uh, no, same I thought bench. you were going to say I'm keep... still on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm on the fence about sitting on this bench for the next no, hour I and a half while we do this. No, I scooted in that big blue chair that mm-hmm. I like, so I'm cozy. Yeah, you look like uh, Blue's Clues. You know, a big chair. Blue's Clues. Booze Clues. Booze Clues. Oh, I am it's booze a mystery. Clues. Mm-hmm. Like booze. You got clues, and you're bringing the booze. And I'm bringing the booze. Boom. And this is a, this is a rarity. I thought it was going to be a mainstay on this podcast. I thought I was going to make cocktails for every episode. When we got into this thing, and I this was like... this is episode 34, and I think you've made like two. Two or three. No, <laughs> it's been a few more than that, but not not scores like I had originally anticipated. You were supposed to do a, uh, you were supposed to do a cocktail for the theme, or... or Yeah, that was the original idea. Yeah. related to that. But that shit got expensive. It is. Oof. Yeah. And box wine, if y'all know, if y'all know the show, that's what fuels this podcast. Right. So, we do... So, I did make a cocktail this evening. I made us an old-fashioned. I don't know if I've done... I might have done one on the show before. I don't know. I think I have. Uh, it's just a you know, quintess- quintessential I mean, like bourbon a cocktail. Kentucky staple. Easy to do. Easy to make. Easy to drink. Are you going to post it? I might. We'll see. I don't want to promise because oh, I've been really I, shitty. I, I might put it, it in the show notes. That's easier. Yeah, so Tom got these like dope-ass glasses from they a work event. They are dope. And they're... It's from a company called Flame Run. It's on Market Street in Louisville, and it's all like handmade glass, blown, blown, like, yeah. Blown and it's like a specific artist, I think, that does yeah. one too. Uh, this dude was, I think, his name is Brooke Forrest White. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty badass. Very cool. We'll Gorgeous. post pictures of him. Yeah, we will. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll tag him on the Insta. You, we have our old fashions in them, and yes. I have yet to take a sip. Yeah, so this is, this is a girthy boy. I made this with a little extra bourbon. There's bitters. Brown yeah, sugar syrup. Oh, that's a little jingle. That's a nice sentiment. Listen to that fucking ASMR on the mm, podcast branching out. I haven't, had little, a, I haven't had. I haven't had one in a minute. Hard booze in a, a minute. I did a. I did a work event. And I was making old fashions at this work event, and I just kept smelling them all night. And I was like, I'm making some of these. I need to do. Yeah. That. So I do mine a little different than most folk. I don't muddle anything in there. I don't like to chew the the drink. But we got bourbon. We got two different kinds of bitters. We got a brown sugar syrup. A little you orange make the brown rim. The I make syrup, it. Yeah, right? it's easy. Yeah, yeah, it's just equal parts. Brown sugar water. Yeah, well, you can post that so people yeah. know what to do. I might. We'll see. Uh, yeah. I'm a busy guy. Okay. Anyway, cheers. Yeah, clinkies. Clinkies. Ooh. Ooh. Did that read? Mm. Did you hear that? Oh, yes. Ooh. Yeah. That's good. They come out okay? Yeah. I'm into that. That's too good. Mm-hmm. That's a little too good. Because I, I also have my fucking be... side mimosa over here. She was concerned because I said, I'm going to put a lot of bourbon in it. And she was like... I'm going to get some wine just to For the record, I also have it's one really too. bad because it's not a mimosa. It's just a bad glass of wine with <laughs> wine a splash mosa. of orange juice. <laughs> it's our day. We brunched earlier. We brunched and then I just we get brunched. in the mood for like when I drink wine, I just, it's so much easier yeah. if you add a little orange juice. It is. It, is. it goes down quick. And uh. brunch was 
Lunch was fire. Yeah. Yeah. So we also have mentioned this in our last episode. Maybe last two? No, I think our last I think just the last episode, yeah. That we are part of... Uh, uh, Hillbilly Horror Stories Halloween special that they asked us to be a part of it. Yeah, it was a huge show last year. Yeah, it's a ton of different podcasts. They all mm-hmm. do short little mm-hmm. 10-ish minute mm-hmm. stories mm-hmm. of whatever, creepy, spooky, whatever. And Jerry and Tracy from Hillbilly Horror Stories compile it all together. And it's like one huge-ass, long, dope Halloween yeah. episode. And we're going to be a part be of that cool. again. And I think it drops on Halloween. 6 a.m. So... 6 a.m. Halloween, which means on their on the Hillbilly Horror Stories feed, wherever you listen to your podcast. Today is October 27th, Oof. and we're recording this. Oof. We are challenging ourselves to get this to bitch get out, it edited, and put out, or else we're gonna have to cut so this whole thing out. So if you and Halloween God. already happened, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're gonna try our best. Yeah, I think with that, with in regards to releasing an episode, I think we're gonna be doing a new thing soon. Yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be starting to do what we're gonna tentatively calling Florida, Florida Man, Man Friday. Fridays. Yeah, yeah. It's, we think. Yeah, so we're gonna tell different stories about. It's gonna be a short little thing. Yeah, just like a, quick a little, little mini dude. extra, just an extra. Just a little. You guys get to hear her voice little, again on hmm. Fridays. If you want to hear a crazy ass story about Florida Man, but we're both gonna. Yeah, we're both gonna bring some to the table. It. Yeah, because there's so many. You know, obviously the meme Florida Man. Yeah, and the the strange cryptid esque element to the florida man yeah where there's like they say that it's like a common spirit that inhabits all of florida men or well, florida man or florida yeah. humans well and if anybody has any other suggestions of things uh-huh. you would like us to do hit us up yeah we like alliteration as you can tell florida it man friday works. it feels good it, it feels fucking works. good yeah i mean this show is originally going to be called true crime boxed wine mm, which would have been a fine name in, in hindsight it was great except yeah. for that you don't tell true crime all that often that's true so. that's true we couldn't just solely be true crime. Yeah. Additionally, I think we're, we are also going to be dropping our own Halloween story on Halloween. Our own little pod. Yeah, and we'll Halloween probably pod. post uh, what we the story we did for Tracy and Jerry, but yeah. like a little bit after. Yeah, we we'll let them. We want you to go listen to the whole thing because yeah. they're supportive and awesome. And it's a sp- we told a spooky story. It is. It's good. It was spooky, it's a good one. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, speaking of Halloween, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's... Very soon upon us. A couple of days at I this have point. Put out, I've put out so many more Halloween decorations. It's dope. I'm very, very excited about the way that the yard I mean, looks right I, now. I think we're the coolest in the neighborhood. That one guy has scaffolding, but I think we're cooler. But I think... I think there's more effort in yeah, ours. Yeah, I have zombie heads. I have you got zombie ghost heads. clowns. You got ghost clowns. I got four blow-ups. You got four, blo- four blow-ups. One of which moves its head. One of which... Which I did not know when I yeah. got that thing, and the first time it moved its head, it gave me I, a, yeah. it gave me a show. I got shown. It was pretty cool. It gave me a fright. It scares a lot of the dogs that are walking by the house as <laughs> Which well. Which is funny. Yeah, just I put out. We have like I have a whole skeleton tree. Mm-hmm. The skeleton tree is. Killer. I like it all. I'm feeling very good I about am too. it. All. I am too. I like it. Yeah, and I am so excited to hand out candy this year and be home. And normally I'm kind of a grump about that shit, but I'm into it this yeah, year. Yeah, we're giving out fucking. Full ass size Hershey oh, bars, yo. Got to come up on a bunch of full size candy bars. Oh, so, as well as I have two big old come baskets house, of candy. Please, we have so much candy. And I have a basket of like little fun little toy things. Like, uh huh. For the nerds. No, it's fun. <laughs> I'm gonna let them pick from that basket and the candy basket. Nice. So they'll get. You I'm gonna know, be hiding in the bushes yummy. and scare the shit no, out of them. No, you're not. So they'll get yummy candy, and then they'll get, like, a cute pencil to take for Monday when they go true, back to school. True, true, true. Which would be lit. That would be cool. If I was a kid, and I'd be And it's not just that. pencils. There's, like, notebooks and, like, 
teeth that you put a little oozy goozy blood in. Oh, oozy goozy. Not nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, give me the candy. But no, the fact that we like get to give out full size candy bars. Oh, it's huge. Huge. You know what sucks though is like. We had to come up on that, and then from now on, they're gonna be like, "That's the house that gives out full size candy bars." Next year, we're gonna have to spend a hundred dollars on candy bars. um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was like a one-time come up too. (laughs) We got you full size notebooks. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Saved up all year, kids. (laughs) Oh no, Mm -hmm. I'm just very excited to hand out candy. We're gonna, we're gonna gonna dress up. We still, Mm -hmm. I think we're gonna be the Krugs. Well, I have a, a Mrs. Kruger costume that yeah. I had from like and, a million years ago. And I'm I'm not a procrastinator by any means, but I still haven't got my costume. We got like three days. Yeah, but I lost a hat that went with mine too, so. But I got to come up on one hat, but not a hat for you. Yeah, we were thinking maybe we'd be Mr. and Mrs. Kruger, even though that's not yeah. a thing in the show, in the movies at all, but. but it why could, not? With all these reboots, give it a minute. Give so, it a fucking just, minute. When you have sexy everything on the planet, mm-hmm. it's like. Mm-hmm. We saw the sexy Sanderson sisters earlier today. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> So funny, sexy Winifred. Yeah, and then fucking sexy Mary. Sexy bye. The only one that's bye-bye. actually sexy out of the three of them is Sarah. Yeah, she was. I remember being like, I was a young kid well, when yeah, that movie came out. Yeah, Sarah Parker. Wow, I like. I, I think I like. I think I think for witches. But come, sexy Mary. Yes, yeah, silly. I'm gonna get on that vacuum. Whoa! The co- uh, uh, your boy straight up almost bought that Naruto costume though. Like oh, that God. was. Oh yeah. my God, it was classic. Well, I would say give us suggestions, but it's too late. By the time this comes out, we'll have hopefully already. But we're thinking of like fast shipping some Amazon shit here. Yeah, right? yeah. Because the fucking. I mean, they'll deliver that shit into your house now. <laughs> <laughs> they will. No, but the 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 costume stores are just. It's so expensive. It is ridiculous. It's like sixty bucks yeah. for cloth. A piece of yeah, a piece of shit. As you're putting it on, it's just ripping at the seams. Yeah, I could get like super cute. Yeah. Something from Victoria's Secret for that. Jesus. Yeah. So. I mean, also, I want to, like, just real quick touch on. Well, there's two things. First, this wasn't what I was going to touch on, but I remembered. Touch it. We've been carving pumpkins. Holy shit. I've been having a fucking great time carving pumpkins. I've been doing a pretty good job. You did not. First of all, first of all, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you did not have to go that hard on Mario. (laughs) <laughs> holy shit well i've been freehanding my stencils on because i, I would like let you the- tattoo me that shit was crazy <laughs> that was i was blown oh and you were we were drinking yeah i think it was I like was our drunk. night off we were pounding them but i did a mario and i did boo from mario brothers which you did boo before you did yeah mario. which inspired me to do mario yeah i can't believe you did it, it turned out really good we'll post it and it didn't I, I say that and we i'm so and bad it, at posting and it also didn't take the appropriate amount of time it that it should have you knocked that shit out like quick the only thing that's hard about freehanding on a pumpkin is like the ridges. proportion yeah it's hard that fucked me on yeah. when because I, I did i did pennywise last night and, and i drew which was also weird yeah so we're we, both in the same one i'm you know how i am about surprises just like this podcast I it's don't our know entire thing about. about everything for <laughs> everything no i like to you do not know what i'm carving into the pumpkin because i want to put the light in it and you'd be like whoa that's <sighs> mario or yeah. be like uh, and then I know I did a bad job. <laughs> <laughs> and I never have the second option. Just so, for the rec- That's so a fake option. As of per the use, we both were working on a, a secret pumpkins. last night. And I was draw- I drew my stencil on, but I didn't. I got too tired. I didn't actually carve it. Because you drew it for like an hour. Yeah, well. And then you, you were like, 
oh, well, I'm just going to show you mine. And it was Pennywise, and that's what I was drawing. Yeah. We were both doing Pennywise. And you never do, like, No, I do ones. easy you shit. You just do, like, faces. Give or me, I want a 45-minute full-story, yeah. you know, experience. So but funny. I freehanded that one. But and how mine, weird mine's that pretty we readable. both decided to do Pennywise on the same night. But yeah. I did new Pennywise. And I did old school. You did old, old school, school Orig- Original, yeah. 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 Crazy. Oh, but then the other thing I wanted to touch on, which was way more serious, just briefly, because it's fucking nuts, is the 39 bodies Jesus, down in the Jesus, the semi. Chinese nationals. Yeah. yeah. They, I think they have, ended up being Vietnamese. Oh, were they? Uh-huh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They also, did they arrest, they arrested the dude, the truck driver. He's like 25 years old. Yeah, they arrested him for manslaughter. Yeah, I also saw that they arrested like a 39-year-old male yeah. and female as well. Crazy. So that shit's fucking nuts. Yeah. It was in, it was in England? London? London, yeah. London, yeah. That's nuts. I think London, or I know it was England. Yeah, yeah, uh, because Essex, the article I, I saw earlier today said lorry, a lorry driver. He drives a truck. They call it trucks lorries in England. Oh, I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, kind of weird, <laughs> kind of weird. This is going to be one of the podcasts where there's just ice crinkling because we got cocktails. Well, I so try not to do that. It's just part of the show. It's just part of the show, baby. That's annoying. That's show business, baby. So with that, yes. We should just transition into story time. It is story time. Also, I'm sorry if I sound stuffed up for. I just like. I think it, I don't know what something I've been. I think they'll got me stuffed up. I think the folks will forgive you. Yeah, I don't. If I sound stuffy, I'm, I apologize. Yeah, I apologize. That's mm. my story this evening. <laughs> so I think I go first. It tonight. is your turn to go first. I did like a super big hand motion yes. right there, like people could see that. Talk to him. Yeah. Yes, girl. Okay. So. Oh. I hit my elbow on the way back down from the hand motion. Gr- the graceful Andrea Gale. <laughs> um, so this is another doozy of a story. That's weird. As per the usual, <laughs> I guess. Here we go. Let's get it. Let's get it. So I'm going to tell you about a story of the Hadley family. The Hadley family. More specifically, I will be focusing on a member of this family named Tyler. Tyler Hadley. Tyler Hadley. Okay. You see, what stresses me out about these stories is either that's the victim or that's the criminal. And I don't know or where... Not, to... Or not at all. What if he's a ghost? What Shit. if he's not real? All of the... None of those are good. <laughs> none, of, none of those are good situations. Okay, so this family is made up of four people. Okay. We have Mary Jo Hadley, who is married to her husband, Blake Hadley, and they have their two kids, Ryan, who is their first son, and okay. Tyler, who is their second. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm still here. I still got. I got everybody's names. <laughs> That's good because there's a lot to go. Shit, there's no more names though. No, we're not. No, this is not going to be one of those. Um, crazy Who's on catfish second? Yeah. Games. Okay, Tyler was born December sixteenth, nineteen ninety three, in oh. the town of Port Saint Lucie. Okay. In Florida. Oh, I see what you <laughs> did. Mary Jo is an elementary school teacher, and Blake worked as a nuclear plant engineer so he's homer simpson i'm sorry a nuclear power plant engineer so so he's homer simpson sure i never watched the simpsons it was not my jam i don't sometimes i feel like i don't know you at all (laughs) (laughs) tyler's brother was about six years older than him okay tyler had a lot of issues that would mean he was born in like what 87 88 but tyler was born in 93 so six years yeah okay about that yeah yeah Sorry. That makes you like that kid's like our age. Yeah, both of them are near. I yeah, mean, that's I mean, I troublesome. That makes me feel like so. this is going to be a crazy kid or something. So Tyler had a lot of issues starting from the time that he was born. 
Oh, buddy. Tyler was born very prematurely. He only weighed three pounds, 10 ounces. Oh, shit. And he had to be kept in an incubator for about a month before he could actually go home. Oh, dude, poor little guy. His mother felt so guilty that she couldn't be with her baby constantly and have that constant closeness and, you know, like that skin-on-skin contact that you're supposed to have, you know, right when you give birth. And that was all for, like, the first month of his life. And she had already had a child that Mm -hmm. she didn't have those complications with. So I'm sure this, like, just was like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. I don't want, you know, I want to be able to just bring my baby home. Any mother would feel that way. Yeah. And she's a teacher, so she's probably even more caring. and For sure. And for sure. Not that 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 sounded weird, but you know what I mean. She's Teachers are good people. I mean, they're nurturing people. Yeah. Her every day. Like, yeah. She's helping kids all day when she can't even help her own kid, yeah. you know? So I'm going to give you a little background on the town of, Saint, of Port St. Lucie because, as we know... Florida is an insane crime-riddled state, right? Yeah, and it, I, and and we live in. I don't mean to segue too fast because I know we got about a lot to do. But Kentucky, everyone from Kentucky goes to Florida for vacation. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So I feel like Kentucky has like a pretty, and I'm sure a lot of people in this, you know, in this kind of area have a special kinship or like a place in Florida or lots of places in Florida. And then you hear all the Florida man stories. You're like, how is this? Right. This is not Disney. This is not well, Disney. This is not it's universal. The, it's the place that people go to retire. Yeah. There's beaches and Disney. And Disney, It's like man. all happy things, right? Right. And then Florida man walking naked through a grocery Which store. Which is funny because I researched and figured out this story before we had talked about doing <laughs> Florida Man Friday. That's funny. So I was just like, oh my God. And my story's in Florida. So the reason I bring that up and the reason I want to talk about Port St. Port St. Lucie is because Port St. Lucie, how many times do you think I'm going to say that? A few more. I hope a few more. actually has 79% lower crime rate than all of other Florida communities. Oh, okay. Okay. In Port St. Lucie, you have- (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) A one in 717 chance of falling victim to a crime. Whereas in every other community in Florida, you have a one in- 185 chance of falling victim. Damn, I want to live in Port St. Lucie. Right? Yeah, it's like the only normal town in Florida. So, Port St. Lucie. <laughs> Port St. Lucie. Wonder what we're going to call this one. PSL. Psal, <laughs> bro. <laughs> it was not built for teenagers. Right. Let's say that. It was named after, wait for this. I'm waiting. The patron saint of people with eye problems. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you cool. know who needs you know who needs a town? That one patron guy for people that have to squint <laughs> when they're reading. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? That's funny. The town was a brainchild of three Jacksonville brothers, Frank Elliott and Robert Mackle, who were determined to profit from the massive migration of retirees to South Florida. Sure. In 1961, the Mackles bought approximately 40,000 acres of swamp Holy and pine shit. flatwood forest. A hundred miles north of Miami. That's huge. Subdivided the land into into plots measuring 80 by 125 feet and placed full page ads in Life and Newsweek that promised fulfillment of, quote, the Florida dream. So these guys were already just had to have been richer than I mean, they had Mackle Spackle, right? That was their company (laughs) was Mackle Spackle. And they got they made their millions off of Spackle. Mackle That's spackle. clever, but no. <laughs> because, I mean, 40,000 acres is huge. Sure, sure. But this, we're also talking 61, so. I mean, okay, but still, I mean, that's a huge parcel sure. of land. Yeah. So, 
In these ads, a young girl with a blonde ponytail held a gigantic beach ball in her arms beneath a palm tree. A man with graying temples helmed a motorboat accompanied by two young beauties. Blueprints touted the modern designs of, quote, fun-filled, sun-filled, space-age homes. Space-age, The images baby. were fantasies, of course. The land was still very much swampland. Oh. But the price was right. You could buy a house in Port St. Lucie at this time, which I'm talking is 1961, for te- just $10 down. I'm sorry? $10. $10 down. <laughs> and $10 a month. I'm sorry? <laughs> the fuck you mean? $10 a month. You put a Swedish fish in your mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> I'm sorry. $10 down and $10 a month. That's ludicrous. Do you know how many times more are mortgages than that? this was much cheaper than your more expensive retirement communities. Sure. Farther down the coast. But you would keep paying for these. That's like a Tony Melito ad. You kept these for... (laughs) (laughs) But people who don't live here do not know what that is. Look him up. He's (laughs) a dealer for the people. Don't. I'm Tony Melito. And I'm a dealer for the people. Don't look it up. He's the worst. Horrible. (laughs) $10 down, $10 a month. I'm sorry. But you would keep paying that for the rest of your life. But, but, <laughs> well, okay, but, that's a shit. What if you? Okay, that's a shitty deal. But you're okay. also, but they're also old. So like, yeah. like, I got five years left in my life. I'll pay you seventy-five dollars for- <laughs> yeah. tonight. Yeah, right. I got three hundred dollars in the place. So by 1980, Port everyone St. was dead. Port <laughs> Port St. Lucie's population had grown to fifteen thousand, and the city had begun to sprawl inland, overtaking I-95. Nine miles from the coast. Is everything still cost $10? <laughs> I'm sure inflation. I don't fucking know. Some folks got grandfathered in. There's a couple of people. <laughs> Literally grandfathered in. <laughs> this is my grandpa. Yeah. He grand- he, he's giving me the I place. lasted a lot longer than I thought I would. <laughs> I'm almost broke. <laughs> Good thing I put my dentures up for them $10. I've almost put $1,000 okay, into this okay. house. So in 2006... At the height of the real estate boom, Port St. Lucie's population surpassed 150,000, and it was the fastest-growing city in the United States. Holy shit. Okay. Even still being this tiny, little community, no fucking crime-riddled place. And just started as a residential community. This place was very much somewhere where you just moved to to retire or die. That's where I'm going to die. AKA either both, yeah. Sure. It has seven funeral homes. 12 assisted living places okay. and even a shuffleboard club. <laughs> I found that to be funny when <laughs> I was doing That's a good little thing to throw in there, yeah. Okay, so. And they were all having sex with each other. Maybe. Come on, get yeah, it in. Yeah, come on. You need, I mean, yeah, do you. So, Blake and Mary, Joe Hadley. Whoa, I said that weird. Blake and Mary, <laughs> Joe Hadley. <laughs> That's the threesome. <laughs> <It's> Mary. Oh. Mary. <laughs> No, you're Mary Joe and Blake. So it's like Blake and Mary Joe Hadley moved to Port St. Lucie from Fort Lauderdale to be closer to Blake's parents, who had retired in neighboring area called Stewart. Stewart? Yeah. Did you know I was gonna <laughs> do yes, that? Yes, I did. <laughs> Hashtag Mad TV. Hashtags. I've given you like the background of like the place a little bit because it does kind of come into play. I'm gonna go back. I'm, I'm gonna move back to Tyler now. Okay. Okay. During Tyler's adolescence, Port St. Lucie was known nationally 
If it was known at all, it was known for two things. The New York Mets, where they apparently held their spring training camp. Okay. Okay. And the Marijuana. Oh, the Marijuana. During the real estate boom, dealers from Miami began buying up empty houses. Oh, shit. Often for as little as $50,000. So the ten thing, the $10 thing was off. Outfitting. <laughs> I just want to make everybody aware. That was a plan for, that you got in in the very beginning. God, the 60s, I hope some people okay? got in on that, man. So they'd buy them as little as $50,000, outfitting them with LED lights and hydroponic systems. Fucking And cool. using them as grow operations. That is so fucking The gangster. practice actually became so common that... It earned the city a new name as Pot St. Lucie. Oh, that's very punny. I mean, I bet everybody that lived there fucking hated that. Especially if they're like, it's old, old retirees and yeah. all these fucking hoodlums oh, are coming hoodlums. in and taking over the fucking land. You know, they're, know growing they the, like they're growing the marijuanas. I'm retired. They're growing. This. I hear this. That's the devil's lettuce. I just hear this. I don't know why they're coming in here. And Karen, over Karen, I know he's I he's growing he's, Florida. I don't know. He's why growing cannabis. Like he's growing weed in there. I think he's growing the cannabis in there. Well, everybody moves to Florida. No one's from. None of these old folk are from Florida. They moved to Florida. I mean, for some reason, this clinking of this it's satisfying it to gives my ears. Me total um, now and then vibes. The Anybody? Okay, I'm gonna go. You so fucking rogue just lost my shit right now. But there's a scene <laughs> now and then when they're young and they go to the one girl's grandma's house. That's also our dog's. Welcome to the show, to John. John Snow's on the show right now. He was like, "You're going rogue. I'm going rogue." <laughs> he always and she, peeks like, his fucking feeds head. Feeds them. They're trying to get like more information about this the kids that died and uh-huh. and oh okay okay okay, okay like lemonade and she's like. I gotta make it to bingo. You girls eat them up. Come on. And she's like, it's so crinkly like that. I want to be honest. When you were talking about now and then, I was thinking about that that Lindsay Lohan movie where she turns into uh, a grown-up. That's Freaky Friday. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. No. I was like, when did somebody die in Freaky Friday? Very different. That is very different. No. Yeah. All right. Back on track. So it's just a huge growing. It's just weeds the show, but... It's just kind of showing life. you like the the whole. T- it's yeah. I was just trying to give you a layout of the yeah like, lay of the land. So even even with that, it's still considered like a very low crime yeah, area. Because it's not like violent time, crime. It, yeah, it was okay. yeah, not violent. It's okay. weed, whatever. All right, so back to Tyler. Growing up, he was very, very, very much a mama's boy. He was such a mama's boy that he would cling to her. And always wanted to be with her. Uh-huh. He was also really, he really wanted her validation. And he doted on her all the time and just was just. Mama's know, boy. Yeah. Mama's but boy. More so, like, even to the point where, like. like calm down, bro. A little too much, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with me? Yeah. As Tyler started to get older, around elementary school age, there were changes that people started to see. And people started to see that he was really starting to withdraw from people. Oh, here we fucking he go. He was also dude. diagnosed with a thyroid thyroid condition at one point. Okay. I think it was like really early on, actually when he was like little. So did he have a problem with his weight? He was on thyroid medication. Okay. I don't rem- I don't remember exactly when I I, I listened to so many things. Sure, no, I'm just I curious. I think that his thyroid stuff happened 
closely after he was, uh-huh. you know, when he was really little because of him being premature. But yeah, around the age of about 10, Tyler was already having severe anxiety and depression oh, at buddy. age 10. Oh, buddy. He even at that one is point, the fucking worst. He that even sucks. at one point was struggling with bulimia oh, at 10. His brother remembers a time when he saw Tyler eat an entire pizza by himself. They took a really long shower and he could hear like puking oh, noises. Dude. And then came out that, and man. basically proceeded to be like, what are we doing for dinner? Like, what's dinner plans? And I was like, oh, what's happening bud. here? He also quit all sports and hobbies that he was into. He would start projects, but not finish them. I mean, same, but. <laughs> he at one point tried to start to play the drums. That's That shit takes up a lot of space to quit real quick. I'm just saying. Then I he did tried that. to do the trombone, but he would give up quickly. But he wanted to do music because he was stressed out and, and thought it would be a relief Then he was in the scouts at one point, uh-huh. and that was very short-lived, I think. And he was very much a starter, but never, yeah. you know, yeah. finished stuff. He would do this and that, whatever. It was never mentioned that he had ADHD, but for me, it also feels like in the midst of everything. I can see how anxiety he, could be a big piece to that. Yeah. He also had bad acne. He was a small kid. Because he uh, was but... premature, so he was a tiny kid. And he was also kind of pudgy. Bet... As you were saying, I think that had to do with his sure. thyroid condition. Yeah. I bet people were fucking relentless. I mean, who knows? Nobody's nice. Nobody's yeah. nice in middle school. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Like, fuck, fuck, fuck everybody, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I didn't have a good... Except I you not... guys listening. We like you guys. No, no, for... The shit that kids have to go through. Yeah. You know, it sucks. The shit that everybody has to go through. The, the thing, all of it, it's you know. It's so crazy yeah. that we're just, like, so inherently mean to one another. This week, when on the we're Drink all no going Things podcast, morality, y'all better when learn. When we're from. all going through the same shit, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. It's yeah. so stupid. Just be cool to each other, man. Like, it's pretty, you know. But um, So around, like, when he's about 10, he's going through all this. He has all this stuff going on. He does meet Michael Mandel. Who ends up being like his best friend. Yeah. They click. He's got this one homie. And they end up being best friends for, you know, years and years and years. All Dope. through stuff. Dope. Whatever. Right? That's fucking good. But his mother, seeing that he's having these struggles, decided to make the decision to have him put on growth hormones. She's thinking that it would boost his confidence. Sure. And help with his looks. Making him grow taller stronger they put him on hgh they make put him on human thinner. it's like steroids it is hgh yes that he'd be thinner stronger taller being a fastest stronger Isn't that a song? yeah it is kanye remade it yeah but yeah they she's like and they're like you know there's a lot of side effects you're also talking about a kid who's got got some mental health issues it, clearly and she's like it's okay let's do it oh this is gonna go so poorly I'm so stressed out right now. But, you know, Tyler also wanted to be bigger and stronger and more like his father. Yeah, what kid? His father was a big guy. His father was 6'1", 300 pounds. Holy, that's a big man. Big fucking dude. That's a big man. Probably like your dad. Yeah, my dad's 6'2 and about that size. Yeah, yeah. big fucking dude. So, you know, as a premature kid, he's like, yeah, give me that shit. Like, boost it. Yeah. But then all the while, he's bulimic. Who knows, right? Oh, bud. But at the same time, he's also still clingy to his mother. Even past the age of like 13, he's always wanting and needing assurance that his mother loves him. 
there's one instance where he told his mother to shut up and like literally broke down in tears right after that because he felt so guilty and so upset that he had done that. I mean, it was in front of a friend. This was a, a friend had seen this. I mean, that's 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 an okay response. Yeah. Well, yeah. By around middle school time, he was starting to get into a lot of trouble. He was defacing public bathrooms. Same. People's cars with paint, shoe paint. He was breaking windows and doing fucking stupid shit like stealing people's Christmas lights. Heathen shit. I I mean, I would I would be the first to say I was a vandal as a kid, yeah, but I did no, it for fun. Like yeah, I did you, a, you did stupid shit like that, for yeah, sure. I did. I totally did. Which also I totally regret. That was before I realized that things cost money. And I fucked up so much shit. I'm so sorry to everyone yeah. whose shit that I broke oh. back in the day. Henry County, Henry County, there was nothing to do but fuck shit up. I'm sorry. My, but honestly, my yell was don't awesome. vandal shit. No, don't. Don't, don't vandal do shit. It. And it's my dumb. yell was because the cat jumped from my yeah. chair. Kiki made a little feature you'll hear in the background. So around this time, he started to self-medicate. He started with alcohol, I guess to kind of ease the pain of sure. whatever he was doing, right? Sure. And at around the age of 15, he started smoking weed. Uh-huh. Where he eventually ended up getting into taking and even selling pills. Oof. He was very into opioids and was into what is or was at that point known as blues, which okay. is specifically like Percocet and Oxy. Oh, gosh. He is also starting to become a different person. Yeah. All around. Because he's maturing. He's also a lot of drug use. Okay. So Tyler had always been quiet and kind of difficult to read, kind of sticking to himself, doing sure. his own thing. But now he seemed eccentric, unpredictable, troubled. He had a bizarre personality and he was really hyper. Uh, a quote was that he'd always try to pull a crowd mm-hmm. in the middle of a lesson. He would start laughing. He would just blurt out stuff. Once in the middle of biology class, he started mooing loudly like a cow. Oh, geez. Also, a neighbor, Dee Dee Maynard, refused to allow her son to play with Tyler after she caught Tyler as a young teen smoking in the nearby River Park Wildlife Preserve with Ooh, other rebel. neighborhood boys. I mean, I'm not trying to find, I also smoked in the woods as a well, kid. Well, she was worried that they might accidentally start a, a forest fire. Uh-huh. Did so that she once? confronted Tyler's mother. Mary Jo seemed completely unconcerned. She said, quote, my son doesn't smoke. And Maynard said, I saw him smoking. And she apparently responded with, well, you know Tyler. Oof. I mean, somebody get on Tyler's side quick. Two weeks later. Quick, get somebody get on his side, bro. So two weeks later. Tyler lit the River Park Wildlife Preserve on fire. He and several other boys dragged an abandoned couch into the clearing, doused it with gasoline. They had uh, siphoned yeah. from the local Sunco. Uh-huh. Sunco? Yeah. It's S-U-N-O-C-O. Yeah, I feel like we used to have those. I feel like we used to have that gas station. And dropped a match on it. Oh, my The God. fire department had to be called, but the kids got off with a warning. What? Because they thought that it was not, like, anything. How much of the... Uh, it couldn't have been much of the forest that caught on fire then. But they also... They, they started, still did it, yeah. They lit a couch on fire in, in the woods. Yeah. forest. 
And but you know they the cops were like, oh they're being kids. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Fine. That's fucked know. up. Ugh. This is gonna go so bad. So in, we're I'm jumping to 2011. Okay. Okay. So he's but a little you bit older much now. No. He's almost 20 years old now. At. Yeah. Okay. In late April 2011, Tyler got into a fight at a friend's house and was arrested on a charge of aggravated battery. Oh, my God. You must have fucked that dude up. He also had a juvenile record Uh because he previously had been convicted of burglary. Mm. But for this, he was charged, you know, he was arrested for aggravated battery and sentenced to a week in St. Lucie County Jail. Followed by two weeks of house arrest. His parents were just kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah. They're kind of like, kind of have it at this point. I get it. And they decide that they're going to like take his phone away Uh and be stricter and do what they can, right? A a fair response. So Mary Jo confiscates his phone. Okay. Okay. And that's obviously not going to do fucking shit because he still has a fucking computer. Sure. And he can get on Facebook. Sure. So Tyler relies on Facebook to communicate with his friends. So I'm going to read you something that happens right around this time. Oh, my gosh. No, no, it's just like it's just a little like Facebook messenger. Yeah. Tyler. Oh, gosh. It's going to be one of these things that like starts really innocent and then ends with like I already know. I've, we've told, I know this story. Okay. Tyler says, don't text me about drugs. He's text. He's messaging his friend. Yeah. Isadora. Isadora. Okay. He says, don't text me about drugs. What happened? Tyler says, my mom has it because I got arrested on Monday. And she's flipping shit. I just got out today. Isadora says, oh shit. Isadora says, you bad kid. Tyler, just kidding. Dot, dot, dot. It's a pirate's life for me. What? Isadora, LMAO. What the fuck are you talking about? Tyler, I don't fucking associate with non-pirates. Isadora, what? Tyler, okay, I'm done with all the nautical nonsense. Isadora. That pro- he was like, damn nautical nonsense. I sound cool as fuck. Isadora, smiley. You are so silly. What are you doing? Tyler, nothing. Considering suicide. Oh, fuck. Isadora. Come on. Why? No, no. Tyler, um, because I want to die, I guess. Oh, bud. What other reasons are there? Isadora, are you being serious? Tyler. Isadora was just trying to flirt, man. Oh, this is... I'm I'm stressed. Tyler, yes. Dot, dot, dot. I do want to die sometimes. Isadora, don't die. Good for, Isadora, keep this man alive. Keep Smoke this man alive. Smoke a bowl whenever you're down. Oh, great. Smiley. Tyler, I used to. Now I drink a lot when I'm depressed. Oh, bud. Isadora... You're quite a character, Tyler. Yes, but all my smiles are fake. Oh, my gosh. Somebody fucking take care of this. Somebody be there for this kid. Oh, my God. She's, like, still LOLing and shit. Like, 
Oh no, I've seen a man. I'm, there's another. Man. There's another little interaction he has with another dude after he's been, I guess, out of jail. Okay. His friend Mercedes Maxine Marco. I'm sad. That sucks, dude. Is your mom pissed? Dot dot dot. LOL. Tyler says, "No, she's disappointed." Dot dot dot. I feel bad. She was crying. Friend says, "Aw." Did you do anything for her today? It's Mother's Day. Tyler says, Yeah, me and my brother took her out to eat and whatnot. Ha ha. Friend says, Aww, that's so nice. LOL. Tyler says, LOL, I know. It was a nice day. On a Friday night in June, Tyler comes home and his words, quote, smash as fuck. After a night... During which he had urinated on his friend Desiree's bed. And so his mom admitted him to New Horizons, a mental health clinic. Uh-huh. Tyler was forced to attend counseling daily in order to commit Tyler. Mary Jo invoked the Baker Act, which under Florida law allows for parents to commit their children if under the age of 18 to involuntary psychiatric treatment okay because things were just going it was intense south like it was not good yeah so the baker act is actually only used if it's deemed that there's a substantial likelihood that without intervention this child Uh will cause seriously serious bodily harm to themselves in the near future and a co-worker of Mary Jo's actually was super worried and asked like like do you think Tyler might ever like hurt you uh-huh. are you like what is it like what's going obviously she probably talked to her coworkers like and her coworker was like do you think Tyler might ever hurt you sure and she was like no i'm only ever worried that Tyler might ever hurt himself uh-huh right god damn it this is going to go so Mary Jo also suffered from depression and she was worried that her son maybe was struggling with that as well still too you know yeah so Tyler, going back to Tyler, yeah, he has a friend named Marky Phillips, and they had been hanging out. And while hanging out at Marky's house, Tyler blurted out in the middle of a conversation that he, quote, wanted to kill his parents and have a big party after. Okay. Nobody had ever done that before, Tyler said. Throw a huge party with bodies still in the house. Oh, no, dude. So, around this time, this is when Tyler really started talking about how much he wanted to kill his parents. Great. And his friends heard him say this, and everybody obviously thought it was a joke, right? Nobody took him seriously. Why would they, right? Sure. In a Facebook chat with his friend Mercedes Marco on July 2nd, 2011, Tyler complained that his mother had confiscated his cell phone, so he had to rely on Facebook, Facebook. chat. Okay. Tyler says, LOL, yup, she's a cunt, for show. Oh. I might kill her. Okay. Mercedes Maxine Marco, what a name, says, OMG, no, jail! Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Or, I mean, prison. LOL. Oh, my Tyler gosh. responds, oh, well, with the, like, 
the heart where you do like the the little triangle and the three. Uh huh. Then there was his friend Matthew Noble, Nobile, Nobile, a junior at Point St. Lucie High School. Matt says, "Did you do it?" Tyler says, "No, but I'm gonna." Oh my god. Matt says, "Bet?" Question mark. Matt, you really should now. Matt, do it. Tyler says, "Don't worry, I am." Tyler then says, "Then I'm having a party." Oh my god. Matt says, "Yeah, party time." This is going to go If this Oh my gosh, if this go if this happens the way he intends um, it to happen. There's another Facebook message I'm going to read. Tyler, sup, bruh, with his friend. Chilling, what you doing tonight? Tyler, trying to have a party at my crib. Oh, His friend, no. your parents ain't home? Tyler, nope. Well, they're leaving soon. So, July 16th, 2011, around 11.30 p.m., we've got this kid, Mike, who's a super popular athletic junior mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. He's looking for something to do. There's not much going on because it's Port St. Port St. Lucie. Yeah. It's lame, right? They found out that there's this party happening. Tyler, not being popular, had actually like tweeted or not tweeted. No, wrong, wrong social media had posted Facebook statuses like uh-huh. having a party at my place. Hit me up. Oh, my God. Previously dude. in like the day or whatever. So then this popular kid who doesn't even know because it's spread. It's spread through everywhere. Yeah. That, that everybody will, everybody loves a right? party, right? So Ty- this this kid specifically answers the door. And so Tyler answers the door wearing a long black t-shirt, black dickies, and a black Nike Air Force high top sneakers. So he's looking. I mean, I'm not trying to. I don't know what's coming, but he's looking crispy. He says, quote, I don't want no one smoking inside. It's my parents' house. Before long, everybody's smoking inside. There's 60 kids in the house. Okay, that's a big. That's already a big party. Most of them had no idea who Tyler even was. Right. Uh huh. They just like they're just heard there. the word, There's got the party. word. Yeah. The word, the bird is the word. The, the bird, bird is the, the word, and the verb and the. They and drape the themselves bark. over the couches, played beer pong on the dining table, went through the kitchen, through the cupboards. We're going through the fridge for food sure. you know it's a fucking chaos right i've been to so many of those parties i feel like i feel like I've i been, actually I've have been, been through I've some been of those, so many of those too, parties. which is insane yeah, that like, i i'm that kid probably got his yeah. ass kicked trying to kick it with you guys and y'all don't even give a fuck right Ugh. in the living room i was one of those kids too. when bottles fell to the floor and shattered everybody was just fucking laughing cigarettes were extinguished on the rugs the kitchen counter the walls it was an absolute own a rager. House. It was I wanna, an absolute rager. Mm, I want to fucking punch you all in the face. But Tyler didn't seem very concerned. Tyler didn't really seem upset about the dis- destruction of the house mm-hmm. more or less than he was about the noise. Uh-huh. He was kind of like, hey, hey, maybe chill out, you guys. Because he doesn't want a noise complaint because he didn't want the cops And at one point in. he was finally like, Actually, you know what? Just stay in the house. You can smoke in here. Don't go outside. I don't want you guys outside. Just come in here. You can smoke in here. I don't care. Uh-huh. It's fine. Uh-huh. I'm going to have many quotes from different people because this is a a story that has a beginning and an end. Sure. So I'm going to pepper in. Yeah, I get it. You know. Yeah. Conversations and quotes and things. Mm-hmm. At one point, he's quoted as skater. 
but this kid says he comes into the party and says i smell dead people said the skater kid giggling and was it like common knowledge that he kid, said he was going to kill this his is like folks, a or? quote yeah and another kid whose name is mike looked up and said what's that supposed to mean and he said oh i don't know some people are smoking that's all and the other guy said mm-hmm. all right dude whatever and that was kind of like it was just like okay. a weird little that's a weird little pepper thing. in that yeah, end. it's kind of curious a large crowd had gathered around the beer pong table because now they're all, you know, they're playing. That's beer what pong. it is. Yeah, crazy. I mean, that shit's always the focus. Um, I'm, sh- I'm shit at beer pong. They were all playing pong, beer pong, watching YouTube videos. Um, Mike, some kid queued up Wiz Khalifa's No Sleep in a couple of tracks with a Lil Wayne mixtape. Oh, apparently. That sounds like a lit ass party. But people kept asking Tyler, like, where his parents were. Yeah. He kept giving different responses. Great. For one, he said they went to Georgia. Another time he said they're in Orlando. By midnight, there were apparently about 100 people there. Oof, that's a big-ass party. The Hadleys also had two dogs, a black Labrador named Sophie and an old partially deaf and blind beagle named Sophie. My first dog was called Sophie. What? Really? Yeah, I had a bulldog named Sophie when I was a kid. At... About 12.30 a.m., the party was running out of beer. So Tyler asked his friend Mark, who was 21, okay, and his girlfriend Ashley to drive him to a local gas station, which is about a block away. He gave him a wad of $20 bills and asked him to buy four cases of Bush Light. <laughs> so That's one more round for while everyone. While <laughs> Tyler and Ashley waited in Mark's car, Tyler mentioned to Ashley that his father had died. Okay. Ashley, who didn't know Tyler very well, assumed he meant his father had passed away like a really long time ago or whatever, right? Sure. Sure. So back at the party, they're back. Tyler seemed super calm. Like nobody was sensing anything until at least a moment when this one kid, he starts running through the house with his shirt off screaming with a mailbox over his head oh this thing has descended into and he's raw like, anarchy Woo! and yeah, tyler's oh like my god screams and tyler screams where the fuck did you get that and the kid's like i took it off the neighbor's lawn and tyler's like no what no what the fuck like no 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 and at this point Tyler's screaming at this kid yeah. till he goes and puts it back and is saying, like, stealing a mailbox is a felony. You can't do this. That's not okay. The police are going to come. Go take it back. And they'll probably just call him, like, a pussy. And... No, no, no. So he's like, okay, cool. So they <laughs> go take it back. Sorry, I'm pretty fucked up. Thought it was a good idea. Thought it looked cool. So more kids are arriving at the party. Oh, People that he gosh. probably doesn't even know. Yeah, right? I mean, it's nobody even like knew him already, you said. Rando yeah. kids. Yeah. I've seen things here that I don't actually even think he was still in high. I think he dropped out. Oh, but and it was more of like a Facebook whatever. Sure. Okay. Here's I used to go to parties. I didn't know fucking anybody yet. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna lie. I did too, which blows my mind now with my anxiety. I would never do that. I don't even. <laughs> I'm go just to, too lazy. I don't even go to a party when I know people. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the worst kind of parties. So another person arrives. This is about 1:15 in the morning. Okay. And the first thing that they noticed was the stench. It smelled like sweaty clothes and just really gross stuff. The place was a mess. Uh-huh. Um, there was a lot of 
really weird grime on the floor. Several pictures were missing from the wall. Dishes smeared with stuff. It was just like a mess. It was a full okay. fucking mess. As a teenage party, you could foresee, but like and the stench is sure. kind of something. But then when know? these people answered, Tyler says, just do whatever you want. Oh, he's like, he doesn't he's even He's no longer that. like, smoke outside. Yeah. Don't. Well, he's yeah. like, just do whatever you want. Oh, uh, bud. So then at one point they're playing a game of beer pong. Uh-huh. Okay. And the ball bounced off the floor and rolled beneath the table where it ended up in a sticky, thick, brown substance. Brown? Yeah. And this kid was like, ew, all right. Takes it in the kitchen, washes the ball off, Uh goes back to playing beer pong. Uh Right? Then at one point... One of the party goers named Mark Andrews, who's a friend of Tyler's, uh-huh. is leaving the party. Tyler goes up to him and says, like, can I speak to you privately? Tyler and him went outside and there was a bunch of kids out there talking and they were like, go inside. We need to have like, we need to, have, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, because they don't want the yeah. to call the cops or yeah. whatever. So everybody goes inside and Tyler and Mark start to talk. Tyler says, dude, I did some things. I might go to prison. I might go away for life. I don't know. Dude, I'm freaking out right now. Mark says, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. Tyler says, dude, I know you're not going to believe me. No one will believe me. I freaking killed somebody. Oh, no, bud. He killed his fucking whole family, didn't he? Mark says, dude, you killing somebody is your own business. Don't be. I'm just here for no, the beer pong. He says, "Don't be telling me that sort of thing. I don't need to know." And he leaves the party. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not fucking joking. I don't mean to make light, but that guy is the most not my fucking problem guy of all. <laughs> Fuck time. this shit, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yup. For real though, right? Yeah, dude. Don't tell me that. I don't want to be a part of this. I'm fucking out. I heard about a much smaller party where there's not shit on the floor. Woof. Oh, no. This is not going anywhere nice. So Tyler goes back in the house where he runs into another friend named Ricardo Acevedo. Acevedo. And he says, I just wanted to do something fun before I left. And his friend says, where are you going? He says, I'm going to kill myself. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler says, says that? I'm going to kill myself. Oh, he no. just said, I wanted to do something fun uh, before I And he's talking about the party? And then the kid says, where are you going? And he says, I want it. I'm going to kill myself. And his friend says, why would you do that? And Tyler says, because I did something really bad. Oh, and his my friend says, what do you do? It can't be that bad. Tyler says, don't worry. If I get caught, I'll be in jail a long time. Then Tyler apparently moves to another room where he sees another friend where he just starts to blurt out saying, I'm going away for 60 years. And this girl says, why? And he says, you'll find out tomorrow. Oh, what the, these kids are partying. Uh, This is like some telltale heart. He, he's buried them in the fucking floorboards and they're fucking playing beer pong. There's shit on the, it was shit, right? Like people, why was there, it was blood. Was it blood? I don't know what you're talking about. The the thing that the, 
around Dude, 1 a.m. Dude, you're fucking with me. You're fucking with me. Oh, there's no ice mm-hmm. left in the Bloody Mary. I almost said Bloody Mary. That's not <laughs> breathing. Mm-mm. You had your first sip of Bloody Mary today. Ugh, it was gross. <laughs> around 1 a.m. at this party, uh-huh. Tyler asked his friend, Michael Mandel, this is his homie since he's been like 10. His homie. To walk outside so they could talk and speak privately. Because if they've been boys forever, he's probably like, what the fuck are your parents, bro? This is like highly irregular. Like, what is we fucking up? Tyler turns to Michael and says, I killed my parents. Oh, my God. What about his fucking brother? And Michael says, yeah, right. Oh, no. Tyler says, Michael, I'm being real. I'm not lying to you. If you look closely enough, you can see signs. What? Michael then saw that the two cars closest to the garage were that of a black Toyota Tacoma truck and another car that belonged to or that belonged to his father and his mother's red Ford Expedition. Oh no. So if his They're parents not gone. were gone, why were both of his cars yeah, still there? Yeah. Maybe they got a new Michael, being his best friend, uh-huh. still couldn't believe it. So Tyler told him to look inside the garage. After making sure that Dude. nobody was watching, Michael slipped into the garage, turned on the light, saw a bloody shoe print, which he immediately uh-huh. went back into the house, uh-huh. shutting the door behind him. Uh-huh. I'm glad that's all. I'm glad that's all that young man had to see, man. I hope that's all he had to see, dude. Oh, bitch. Uh, oh, bitch. You, you're... Fu- God, this is... God damn it. Tyler led Michael to the master bedroom where there were traces of blood on the door. Tyler unlocked the door and opened it. Michael saw dining room chairs, blood-soaked towels stacked in a huge pile. At the bottom of the pile, emerging from the debris lay a very thick white leg oh my god tyler told michael at this point what had happened dude this is gonna be so fucking fucked god damn it so that afternoon Uh uh-huh shortly before this party tyler hid his parents cell phones so they could not call for help He took their credit cards and stuff, their wallets, hit all of those. He listened to Feel Lucky, a song by rapper Little Boozy, Uh to psych himself up. He took three pills of ecstasy because he was worried that he would not be able to kill his parents if he was sober. He took three hits of ecstasy? Three pills of ecstasy. Three pills of ecstasy. Oh, my God. In the garage, he found a claw hammer. In the garage, he found a claw hammer. Oh, no. He then went to the house. He stood behind his mother while she worked at the family computer. He stood behind her for a full five minutes. Just standing behind her while she was working? Jeez. Oh, my God. Which then he began to bludgeon her, where she screamed, why, why, why? Oh, my God. Hearing his wife's screams, Blake Hadley ran out of the master bedroom. We're talking a big man. This is a 300-pound, six-foot man. Sure. 
but he was not prepared to find his fucking son butchering his wife yeah. and his mo- that kid's mother. Oh my god, dude. As he's doing it, he runs in and he says, "Why?" Tyler responds, "Why the fuck not?" That is so fucked. Why the fuck not? Oh, dude. So basically, his response to his dad, when he asks him why, uh-huh. is why the fuck not? Jesus. And it's just like, what the actual fuck? He ended up using a 17-inch, 22-ounce wooden-handled framing hammer Okay. to beat both of his parents to death. He hit his mother 36 times. Jesus. Mostly in the back of the head and in the back. Ugh. He, she saw him, you know, right before yeah, it happened. Yeah, she said basically. why, yeah. yeah. He hit his father 39 times, Oof. mainly in the head and the chest. And the, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess, I guess. <laughs> I guess the person who looked at the bodies said that his mother was alive during every single blow God. and that it would have been very, very painful. Well, yeah. And that the injuries were consistent with somebody who was trying to fight for their life. So she was like. I'm alive. I'm not trying the to let this happen. Time. Yeah. Oh my god. And even the dad just couldn't like. Just couldn't. He's a huge dude and just shock though. I guess. Yeah. So when it was all over, yeah. he had, I guess, assumed he b- murdered. They were both dead, or I mean, I guess it, they're bleeding out. Yeah. You know. Tyler wrapped towels around their heads and dragged them both into the master bedroom, into their bedroom. The bodies. He put them side by side, face down. And dropped the hammer on the ground in between the both of them. Oh, what the fuck? It took three hours for him to clean up all the blood and, like, whatever there was. All of that that comes with hitting your dad 39 times and your mom 36 times. Much longer than he anticipated. He threw every piece of incriminating evidence. Sorry to inconvenience you, bro. I know you're going to have a party. I know. Right. He threw every piece of incriminating evidence he could find into the bedroom, like on top of them, burying them beneath the pile of everything he threw in there. He threw broken dishes, shattered glass, bloody towels, pillowcases, books, coffee tables. What? A sponge mop, Clorox wipes, and a canister of ground coffee. He was also on three hits of ecstasy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but he also threw a canister of coffee grounds. Like, just, it, the room looked like a tornado. Like, he threw everything on top yeah, of it. Yeah, because he was fucking... And he didn't want, you know, he was yeah. going to have this party. Jesus. He took a shower, and then he told his friend Michael that he stared at his reflection in the bathroom mirror and laughed. So that's I don't even know how to react nice. to that. So, that brown sludge that the ball rolled into uh-huh. was essentially blood and brain matter. Fuck. That they then picked up, washed off in the sink, and be- continued to play beer pong with. Jesus. Yeah. Ooh. So, Michael has seen, his friend Michael has seen all this. Yeah. Heard all of this. Has known this kid since he's like 10. So, essentially, those are probably like his parents as well. Yeah. What the fuck? But Michael didn't just leave the party. Michael wasn't like, what the actual fuck? Hey, everybody. There's dead bodies in there. Yeah. He went down for another round of fucking beer pong. He stayed for another 45 minutes and posed in a selfie with Tyler after learning that Tyler had murdered his parents. What the fuck? You see the selfie? I mean, yeah, kind of. I'll show it to you. 
He, so Michael took it on his cell phone. It's the two best friends, which appears that they're standing in the garage, which was where a lot of the there was like blood and shit in there as well. And they're both wearing, uh, or they both have their brown hair and close crew cuts. Michael's expression is kind of weird and stern and defiant. And Tyler's like raising his orange plastic solo cup with his mouth sort of twisted and his eyes tense is how they they say it. But I, he does kind of look really fucking like he's about to throw Let up. Let me see but this thing. It's weird. Like this is the selfie that, that oh. <laughs> we'll post it. Oh, okay. So Wait. he's the one without the with the cup or without the one the cup? with the solo cup is Tyler, the one who murdered his parents. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And that's his friend Michael. Just taking that in the garage after learning all yeah. this, which I'm sure Michael's fucked up at this point as well. Yeah, at least drunk, you know. And they're t- and and as a side, they're teenagers. They're well, still and, fucking haven't got everything figured out. And you, Michael you know. later gets a lot of shit for this because people are like, "You already knew that." Yeah. That he had killed his parents. Like, what were you doing? Yeah. And he was like, this is my best friend. And this was the last, I assumed the last night I would ever see I was him. ever going to spend with him. Wow. And so, I don't know. I just like took a picture with him. And he's like, to me in this picture, he looks like horrified and disgusted. I look disgusted. I'm like, dude, dude, you look like you're posing for a selfie with your Y'all friend. both just look a little lit and he's holding his cup funny. Yeah. He looks like he's posing a little bit. Yeah. They're both posing. So... At this point, the party is still going on. Don't you feel like killing your parents would just kill your high? Uh, or just send you into like, a, into like a weird, vi- bad uh, vibes? I mean, he was going around being like, I'm going to go away for a long time. Yeah. I'm going to kill myself. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? Okay. But yeah. I just don't. I don't have any frame of reference. For real. <laughs> it's just rare. I mean, yeah. I just like. I mean, just in regards well, to like, him having taken that much ecstasy. Well, he's kind of different kind of high. It's not like he smoked a blunt. He's sure. on fucking three pills of ecstasy. Ecstasy. And I don't know drink, if it comes in pills. And it says. Is that he took, I think it's Oh, like, hits. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're like. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Well, whatever. Whatever. And he's drinking. And he's probably smoking weed. Yeah. And who knows what else he's on. He's probably still on his antidepressants as well. You know, God. Like, all of that. Yeah. I don't know how he's even standing. Yeah. Probably feels funky. So, close to about. So it was also said that Tyler's mom was like super happy before, you know, right like a week before all of this, that she felt like he was making a lot of improvements and she felt like I swear to God, if they like changed his medicine back to himself, you know, Uh and actually the weekend before this party, Tyler had traveled with his father and grandfather to a family reunion in Georgia. His grandfather said, quote, it was a time for us to enjoy family from Indiana minnesota and florida and he says quote i it i didn't see any indication there was any problems between tyler and his parents this is a week the weekend before the night before the party the hadleys had gone out to dinner as a family and everybody said that tyler seemed super happy and like hugged everybody which is not something he usually did right and that his grandparents just like he, he had told them like he loved them you know like whatever but on the way they stopped at a Circle K to get gas, I guess, where Tyler ran into a friend of his named Cameron, and Tyler appeared to be in a good mood to his friend Cameron. Cameron was like, oh, how are your mom and dad doing? Uh-huh. And Tyler said, quietly, oh, they're all right. Mm. This is a week before he murdered That's them. pretty innocuous. I mean, it's pretty innocent, though. Cameron you know? mentioned that his birthday was, or 
Cameron mentioned that it was his birthday and that him and his girlfriend were going out to Benihana's to celebrate. Oh, Benihana! I've never been to a Benihana's. Flex, flex. I don't think we have one of those. I've never been to a Benihana's. I don't even know what it is. Is it Asian? I, in my head, I feel like it's... I just picture skewers. <laughs> I feel like it's a... It was shit. I thought it was like hibachi. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Oh, I bet. I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Somebody tell us what fucking Benihana's yeah, is all about. Yeah, do you have about, a Benihana's? Man. What do you eat there? Hit us. Go good? nuts in the comments, man. So <laughs> Tyler responded in, by saying, oh, my God, happy birthday. Come to my house tomorrow. I'm having a party. We'll celebrate. Okay. Because this that was the night before. Uh-huh. Sorry. I think I accidentally said the week before. The weekend before was a reunion. But the night before when he was when he ran into this friend yeah. was when he was like, oh, they're all right. Knowing damn well what he was going to do already. And it's like. Oh, come to my house. We're going to have a party. Yeah, my parents are fine. Uh-huh. So back to the night of the party. Around, uh, like, close to 2 a.m., somebody stood up and announced that there was, like, this other house party going on. And so a bunch of kids get up and decide that they're going to go to this other house party. So at about 2 a.m., there's this, like, caravan. Who party of- swagger jacks? Like, let's start another party. And they're party. young. Yeah, what the fuck? They're, like, 17. Yeah. So a, a, a caravan of cars starts to, you know, rip out of this fucking driveway, blasting their music, making a whole fucking commotion. And a neighbor is like, what the fuck? What is all this noise? This house doesn't normally have this kind of stuff. Why are the parents not doing something? So she calls the cops. Yeah. And gives like a noise complaint. So two officers from Port, Port St. Lucie Police Department arrive at Tyler's house within about minutes of this happening. And at that point, there's probably about 20 people at the party. Uh-huh. And the cops explained that there had been a noise complaint. Oh, well, fuck. Tyler had kind of like shoved everybody into room, like yeah, his I, room. Yeah, I've done that. But yeah, I've been, I've been a part of those before. kind of talked to them for a few minutes and the cops left. They were like, all right, it seems like it's under control. Maybe it was just everybody leaving. Yeah. It seems like it's okay now. Yeah, cops yeah, leave. Yeah. So by 2.30 a.m., Tyler's friends begin to kind of filter back to the party because this other party... Was lame as fuck. No, it wasn't even a real party. The, they got to the house, and the girl was actually in, came out like in her pajamas and was like, I'm having a fucking party. No. And like, so I was like, oh, I guess we're going back to Tyler's. And... But still, it's dying down. Sure, sure, and yeah. we get to the point where his friend Michael leaves. But before he leaves, he notices a pill bottle... That has like 10 Percocets in it that he assumed Tyler was going to use to commit suicide. So he takes it and he hides them in a hall closet so that Tyler can't use them. Sure. Essentially, if, if he was going to go through with it, he didn't want it. He's still his best friend. Yeah, he's got love for him. You know. Yeah. And he knew he was about to go. To prison, call probably. Call shit in. Yeah. No, he knew he was going to leave and go like, I don't want him to commit suicide. Yeah. And so. Um, Jesus. At some point, a 16-year-old cheerleader shows up with two of her friends, and Tyler slams the door behind them as soon as they enter the house and begin checking the windows, closing the blinds, as if like somebody were out to get him. Uh-huh. He kept touching his hair and pacing across the living room, that saying, paranoious but that- then said, quote, the party was fun. I might have another one tomorrow night. And then he said, he might be going away for a while. And this friend said, are you moving? Are you going on vacation? And he said, just going away. And then his friend was like, are you coming back? He said, I don't know, because I'm thinking about killing myself. 
He says it's just open, like openly in the yeah. party. Yeah. Like there's probably not a ton of people left at this sure, point. Sure, it's but late. Yeah. yeah. Tyler turned the lights off in the front rooms to avoid attracting any further attention from the cops, and at one, I guess, and then around three a.m. when one of the last sort of people was starting to leave, he said he saw Tyler just like making himself a sandwich in the dark, being just like, <laughs> "What the fuck, dude?" But probably just like. And then at around 4.40 a.m., Tyler actually posted another message to Facebook. I don't have it right in front of me, but it's sure. something like, great party, going to have another one tomorrow. Hit me up. HMU, you know. Uh-huh. So he's like, so Michael Mandel, his best friend, eventually did leave, and he calls Crime Stoppers. Uh, okay. To, you know, tell them everything that he had seen, heard, everything that had happened. Good. I actually Fucking find good. very curious because why would you okay if you call 911 uh-huh. it's like okay no i should rephrase this if you call crime stoppers you get paid damn if you like give Young information out here man. and tips and stuff so he might have damn well just called crime stoppers to get paid that's pretty fucked up. He does say... I thought he was just trying to do the right thing. Well, I mean, he did call. Have, like, one and little few minutes with your homie and, and then he, be like... Well, he, oh. he did say about, like, the picture when he was interviewed. I yeah. knew it was going to be the last time I ever saw him. If you were my shoes and that guy was your best friend, you wouldn't want to just leave right away. As he was talking to ABC in an, uh, an interview. Yeah, and it he seemed said, like... I a- know how heinous and sick this is, you know, what he did, but you wouldn't have run away because you're comfortable with this guy. You don't see him as a killer. Yeah, and he stat, you know, and he hit his drugs. You know, right. he, he genuinely had care for the, sure. you know, and hopefully that sees him being brought to justice, you know. And, no, sorry, if Tyler was going to kill himself and was very adamant about it, there was probably other things. Other he means he could have done. I don't know, but. That feels like he, that maybe he didn't so, kill himself. <laughs> office, well, I'm just saying, like, yeah. he's he was trying yeah. to do the right thing, but he wasn't really, like, it wasn't like he looked for every gun or yeah. this or that or, you know, but still. Yeah. Good he might him. he might have sold them. I also feel out, like you know? take the pills. Don't even don't hide them in the closet. Just take them. Yeah, take them. So officers, but don't take them. Don't do drugs. Don't take them. Just don't take, take them. them. <laughs> Jesus. Officers. Opioid addiction out there, guys. Don't fuck with it. Adrian Zamoyski and Charles Green were dispatched to three seven one Northeast Grander Avenue at three four thirty two a.m., which is Tyler's house. They parked across the street. There were three cars in front of the house, a cream-colored Lincoln, a black Toyota Tacoma, and a red Ford. His parents' car, as uh-huh. well as probably yeah. his. As the officers walked up to the dwi- driveway, 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 they heard someone talking inside the house. And Officer Green looked through the front bay window where he saw a shadow of a person walking back and forth. When he knelt down and peered through the blinds, he saw it was Tyler. And then he was walking back and forth back and forth across the living room and talking to himself with a very disturbing look on his face. Oof. Big oof. Green would write in his police report that his eyes were very wide and he was not blinking. Tyler was in, started grabbing stacks of books from the bookshelf. And they're just they're just observing him at this at point? At this point, yeah. Because they've knocked and I think he hasn't answered or I don't know. But yeah. Tyler starts grabbing stacks of books and taking them and walking them back to the bedroom where his parents are and just throwing them into the bedroom. He's like just trying to bury them and all yeah. this shit. Um, and he does this multiple times, just dumping them in the floor in like a frantic manner. Uh-huh. Manner. Um, <clears throat> finally, Officer Green knocks on the front door and, and rings the doorbell with no answer. 
but he could see Tyler through the window walking away from the door. And then Tyler turns all the rest of the lights in the house off. Then he opens the door. Okay. After a little while, like he, they're persistent. Uh-huh. Tyler, I guess, is kind of like, all right, whatever, opens the door. Um, <laughs> the party's over. <laughs> Tyler was ordered to put his hands up, step step out of the house where the officers checked him for weapons and, you know, put him to the ground, yeah. cuffed him. Yeah. They asked if there were any adults in the home. Tyler said no. They said he seemed incoherent, frantic, and annoyed and his pupils were very large because he clearly was still rolling yeah jesus he then says i know i'm going to rock road referring to the address of saint lucy county jail he says so just take me so they have tyler handcuffed they enter the house and tyler starts screaming you can't go in there don't go in there obviously they do yeah that's exactly the opposite thing you say to a cop they see when you don't want them to go somewhere they see empty beer bottles, solo cups everywhere, the counters and floors, pots and pans, everything. The house is just a fucking mess, you know. Oh my god! Obviously, this is fucked up. They pass through the kitchen and approach the master bedroom, where they find it to be locked. But they do see streaks of blood on the frame and baseboards, and on the doorknob, where they force it open and eventually find yeah the parents of Tyler Hadley, deceased and buried under all this just fucking just shit. mania yeah. of shit. Wow. The funeral service for the Hadleys was actually attended by nearly a thousand people. Holy shit. Um, they had a they had a large social network. Well, I think a lot of it had to do kind of with. It was probably a the, large reaction to the story. Yeah. Yeah. With the immediate attention that the story drew. Yeah. So we also have to remember that Tyler has an older brother, Ryan. I was wondering where Ryan has been this whole he time. He had moved out. Okay. Weeks prior to this. Wow. And. He actually, because Tyler was 17, got soul, got full guardianship immediately following. Ugh. And he ended up You're not being like, I, I can't do that. Yeah, that's terrible. But he's only 23. Yeah. Tyler's 17. He's 23. He's not. And yeah. He's like, you just murdered my parents. I, it ends up, I think, getting like an aunt or an uncle to end up doing legal guardianship of yeah because i mean with, he's going definitely need one with yeah. you know with all of the legal shit yeah tyler's brother had actually planned to return to port st lucie after graduating from college to work alongside his father at the power plant and at the reception following like the funeral service he actually mentioned that he was going to st lucie county prison to that night after the funeral to see his brother wow he said it would be the first time he had seen his brother since the murders he Can said, you imagine that fucking day? Yeah. What the really sad thing is, is that somebody had called him and said, there's cop cars all around your parents' house. We don't know what's going on, but like, we want to let you know something's going on. And he thought yeah. his brother had committed suicide. Oh my God. He had n- no thoughts in a million years that he had hurt their, his parents. Jesus. And he actually got a call from a, like a crisis therapist that was like, sit down. I need to tell you what happened. And that's how he found out. Ugh. He said, quote, it's what my parents would want me to do. They wouldn't want me to abandon him. I don't know what I'm going to say. I'll probably just sit there and cry. Which is really sad. Oh, that poor man. I know. He's only 23. Yeah, not anymore. I mean, he's older now is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tyler had told some of his friends, including Michael, that his father had in the past punched him in the face. Oof. But Michael was like, even if that was true, I have no, like, why would that, how could that have led him to murdering them? Yeah. Tyler actually also told his friend Marky 
at one point that Blake wasn't even his real dad. I was just trying to act like Blake wasn't even uh-huh. his dad. Okay. Which, to which Marky was super like flabbergasted to find out when he was in a police interview that Tyler had been lying about all of that. <sighs> the most common thing, most common rationale of his friends was that it was drugs that caused him yeah. to do this. I would, I mean. His friend Marky said, quote, we all make mistakes when we on them jiggers. I wish he would not have said that. <laughs> jiggers. I know, no, but what a terrible. What is that even? I guess Look at all those chickens. Look at all those chickens. So. <laughs> jiggers? Yeah, I don't know. Tyler, Mar- uh, Marky wrote in a statement, drank heavily and smoked pot and popped pills like a madman. There were a lot of pills, all kinds. His friend Dave David Garcia said that he was like he was on everything from monkeys, beans, zannies, and bars. I didn't know there were terms for all. I of knew them. like two of those. I think there were some other things, but I stopped at monkeys. And <laughs> did you make some of those up? <laughs> no, maybe no. So there might have been other kinds of pills in his body. When cops searched the house, they found prescription bottles in Tyler's name for hydro hydroxine a relatively mild anti-anxiety medication, as well as citalopram, an antidepressant, which is also Celexa, which is what I'm on, and I have not tried to murder you, so mm, I don't know. (laughs) Well, just don't take ecstasy. It does say that antidepressants, these antidepressants can increase the risk of suicide in adolescents and young adults. So don't give it, I mean, gee, that's, that should always fuck me up. Yeah, in a letter from jail to his grandparents, Tyler referred to one psychiatric pill in particular without mentioning its name, Quote, I wish I never started taking that damn pill, he wrote. None of this would have ever, none of this ever would have happened. In a letter to a friend, he said, quote, I regret everything I did. I swear it's those drugs, man. But Tyler had also told Michael that he had purposefully waited for his brother to move out before killing his parents. And that was about six weeks earlier. He also told a fellow inmate that, or this inmate later testified that Tyler claimed He'd begun to plan the murder and the party three weeks before it happened. Woof. And he said, quote, you, you should have come to the party. It was awesome. To his cellmate. And at, at, when he's immediately taken in, he's put in like a psychiatric facility. Sure, rightfully like, so, yeah. And, yeah. The, and, and the other person who's also in that same like psych, his, room, his inmate, cellmate or whatever, was like, He's scary. Like, he's talking about this shit. He's laughing all the time. In prison, he continued his education, got his GED, scored a 2100 on the SAT, reads all day, recommending to his friends the Harry Potter books and anything by James Patterson. He has been meeting with a priest and expressed desire to become ordained when he gets out of jail. But because Tyler committed the murder six months short of his 18th birthday... He cannot be sentenced to death, but prosecutors can pursue two life terms. So he's deemed, you know, he's not deemed insane or anything like that. Right. Well, so his conviction was that, like I said, he couldn't be sentenced to death by Florida law because he was only 17. Uh But in 2000, sorry, in 2014, he was sentenced to life imprisonment, 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 life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. In April 2016, his sentencing was overturned by an appeal judge who stated the lower court who stated the lower court did not consider the correct alternative to a life sentence because he was so young. Sure. Essentially cruel and unusual punishment. Sure. 
In December 2018, Tyler was resentenced to life in prison, but this time with the possibility of parole. In t- April 2015, the Hadley house was actually demolished because in Florida, you don't have to tell somebody if there was a murder in the house when you sell it, and they uh-huh. were afraid of what that would lead to, so they actually just demolished the house. But I want to leave. I want to end on this because Tyler acts very um, uh, sad and and you know regrets these things and stuff. But at the St. Lucie community or at the St. Lucie County Jail, Tyler is quite a celebrity, and he said, "quote When this shit went down, it went worldwide," which he wrote into a letter to a friend saying, "I was the second most popular story after the economy." He goes by different nicknames, one such as Hambo. He responds to fan letters and signs the name Hambo and also gives autographs to other inmates, writing Hammer Time. Shut the fuck up. No. What? Yep. He's quite the celebrity. Oh, that's signs awful. Hammer Time. Okay, well, here's... Okay. He wrote one to one fan and one guy in prison was like, I don't know if you're a fan, but you should be. And wrote, signed it Hammer Time, like with his name. What? Yeah. You know. Wow. What the fuck? That is the story of the Hadley family and the murder of Mary Jo and Blake by their own fucking son, Tyler. Isn't that Uh, Hammer Time? Right. In in reference to like. Hambo? Yeah. Isn't that so fucked? That's really fucked. Like, I want to be like, okay, yeah, he's good. He was 17. He was on drugs. But then, like, you see shit like that. And his, oh, his yeah. own cellmate yeah. is like, like, went to the um, court or authority or whatever. It was like, I want to tell you how fucked up he's being and how not remorseful yeah. he is. Because, and they were like, well, yeah, okay, so what do you want return for it? And he's like, I don't want anything in return for it. This guy's a fucking psycho. Yeah. Like, literally. I'm coming to you guys. I don't want anything. Because a lot of times those people, yeah. Yeah, you know, they go to the the higher-ups to be like, okay, I can tell you some shit about my soulmate. But I need some, I need And he was like, yeah. the dude was literally like, no, he's just scary. And yeah. I don't want to be wow. in here with him anymore. And I don't think he's sad. And I don't think he is remorseful. So, yeah. As of 20, I mean, the latest as of 2018 was that he does potentially have the, poten- the, uh, the potential to get out. for parole. Uh-huh. Yeah. What the fuck? That was a lot. Yeah. So that is a another joyous story of parasite. You do really fun, <laughs> lighthearted tales. I think I just want to speak for everybody when I say I love your just uh, you just shine such a bright light. But isn't that that's I just felt like the whole story is so crazy. He essentially murdered his parents so he could have yeah. a party. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was the only reason, but uh, it's uh, he, that he was literally yeah. quoted saying, "I want to do this. I want to murder my parents and then have a big party because it's never been done before." Hambo, yeah, hammer time, hammer time. Oh, the fuck is? Isn't that so depressing? It's very depressing. Yeah, thanks for telling me. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Mm. I skipped a week. I didn't. I did Peter Porco. True. 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 <laughs> Well, with that. Yeah. You got one for me? I got a short little quick boy. That's good because I think mine is gonna be, was long. It's It was a girthy one, but a good, I mean, not a good one, but an intriguing tale. Yeah. And with that, I never want to hear about that dude ever again. That was right. awful. 
This evening, we are going to be telling the story of Travis Walton. Okay. And the incident in which he threw a party and killed it. Oh, sorry. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> no. no way. No. Uh, Travis Walton and the incident which spawned the film called Fire in the Sky. He ate Ooh. a lot of chili, got drunk, fell down face first, shit his pants Disgust. with such explosive velocity. That's not even People funny. literally thought that it was a fire no, in the sky. That's not even bad joke. <laughs> it can't all be good. <laughs> so that movie came out in the early 90s, Fire in the Sky. I don't know anything about it. I've never heard of it. I've not seen it, but I heard it was really good. But the events in the film are certainly sensationalized. Uh, a, ver- a version of that that I'm, is a little different than what I'm about to tell. So, on November 5th, 1975, okay. Travis Walton, Michael Rogers, Alan Dallas, John Goulet, Kenneth Peterson, Steve Pierce, and Dwayne Smith. Jesus Christ, and you said I had a lot of names. There will be a fucking quiz. Do you understand me? It better not be. Then I'm quizzing you on mine. Names. No, so essentially <laughs> Travis Walton, like six other homies. Okay. He was working with a timber stand improvement crew in the Apache Sitgraves National Forest near Snowflake, Arizona, while riding in a truck with six of his coworkers, whom, if you wouldn't mind just repeating their names, while riding in a truck with six of his coworkers, they encountered a saucer-shaped object hovering over the ground approximately 110 feet away, making a high-pitched buzz yes walton claims that after he left the truck and approached the object a beam of light suddenly appeared from the craft and knocked him unconscious Woof. okay the other six men were frightened and supposedly drove away what yeah they peaced out what the fuck yeah they peaced the fuck out i also heard that when he man, Tyler's friend stayed for forty five minutes after yeah. he murdered his parents. They, they can't even put him in the truck. Dipped on Walton, <laughs> boy. They dipped. So he, they see his flying saucer. He jumps out of the car, and he said, he said later on he did it initially because he was like thinking it was something. He didn't think it was something serious. He was like making a joke. Uh huh. He runs towards the UFO because they're all saying like, "Don't go, don't go, don't go." And I guess these timber men, these guys that work in the timber business, lumberjack. They're hard men. They're men of grit. So this dude jumps out of the fucking truck, runs towards the UFO, gets hit with this beam of light, and gets thrown like a fucking just whoop, just throw his ass. Damn. So and his homies thought he was dead. Well, they could have. They thought he was just fucking wrecked. Or and like put his body in the car. Nope. They were like, he's dead. We're fucking out. <laughs> they fu- fuck this uh, shit. I'm fuck out. Fuck this shit. I'm out. Oh. Walton, Travis Walton. That's our guy. Claimed that he awoke in a hospital-like room, being observed by three short, bald creatures. Doctors. Oh. I say creatures. <laughs> he claimed that he fought with them until a human wearing a helmet led Walton to another room, where he blacked out as three other humans put a clear plastic mask over his face. But there were humans. Correct. Okay. But... They're wearing masks and stuff, so maybe I don't know how much of their faces he saw. They could just be taller, sure. whatever the fuck he these are, they're, or they're human. He they're human. This could be a human alien um, anal probe collaboration, for all we know. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Walton has claimed he remembers nothing else until he found himself walking along the highway <gasps> with a flying saucer departing from him. 
Okay. At least he saw the it flying away. Yeah. So he was gone for like days. What? Days. And his homies didn't like yeah. report him missing or shit. Like yeah, I think it was like five days that he was missing. And Does shows anybody up. Anybody report him missing? Yeah, like the his, homies would have been. Like, his homies reported it. They reported the incident. Right. This is oh. like a super famous um, okay. story of alien abduction. Okay. Yeah. So there's stuff I heard that they found him in like a phone booth. There's stuff that I heard where he's walking down this highway, but he's like dehydrated, confused. Man, the aliens didn't even probe him with some hydration. <laughs> they did not give him the hydration probe. <laughs> they gave him the disoriented waking up on a highway probe. Hmm. In the days following, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that's 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 what it, that's what it, it's what goes when you get something <laughs> up your butt. <laughs> Walton. Uh, so in the days following, Walton's UFO claim. With with that, the National Enquirer awarded okay. Walton and his co-workers a $5,000 prize for the best UFO case of the year. What? After National they, Enquirer does that? I guess they did in 1975. Uh, after they allegedly passed polygraph tests administered by the Enquirer and the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization, or APRO. Okay. So there's a lot. It, it, in this time, there were a lot and still remain to be a lot of different, you know, isolated alien flying saucer investigation groups. So some sure. of them, some of them are like really well funded and some of them are just a bunch of fucking trolls, you know. So th- this is one of these better groups. They, they they paid for these polygraph tests. And we both know polygraph tests sure. largely not. In the 70s, it was a lot. It different, was a big fucking though. deal. Yeah. That made everything. Yeah. Okay, so Walton, his older brother, and his mother were described as um, longtime students of UFOs. Okay. Some ufologists believe Walton was abducted by aliens. Ufologist Jim Ledwith said for five days the authorities thought he'd been murdered by his coworkers. Whoa. They came under actual investigation. Oh, because they fucking they're like a beam of light killed our right. friend and, and now we his body peaced gone. out on him. Yeah, now we can't find him at all. Yeah, and that's real. That happened. That was an Jeez. actual thing that happened. And so all of the coworkers who were there who saw the spacecraft, they all took polygraph tests and they all passed, except for one, and that was deemed inconclusive. Okay, and they all have always maintained. This same yeah. story. Well, and then when Homeboy comes back, he's like, yeah, no, they're fucking telling the truth. You guys fucking left me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, got fuck- I was still on the ground, bro. Well, maybe that beam of light, like, tossed him, but also took his, took him took his mind or took something. Him, no, it like, took his body at the same yeah. time, so they, like, they just didn't see him anymore. No, they saw his crumpled-ass body. That's why they thought he was dead. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. I was trying to give him a bit of the doubt. <laughs> so that's the incident. That's what happened. Uh-huh. You know? And then, so, I'll tell you just a little bit of kind of about its reception, how the, how it was received, um, and then we'll talk about, like, so just some of the media stuff that happened. So, okay. uh, there was a lot of, a lot of skeptics on this one. Um, weirdly, <laughs> I don't know why, pretty, I mean, he got abducted, guys, pretty cut and dry here. Skeptics consider the case to be a hoax. Describing it as sensationalizing on the part of the media and a put-up job to make money because they did get paid by the National Enquirer. Right. Five grand. Right. So they right. all made a couple of bones. So you think he just, like, if they faked it, he just 
pieced out for five days and they were like, we're going to make up this story and then you're going to come back. How about a really fun camping trip this. where you don't drink any water for five, for five days? Well. Or three days. I mean, you can get fucking super dehydrated in a single day. Uh, so there's this one dude who I heard when I was like, I, I, when I was hearing about this story, this dude named Philip J. Class, uh, gave him a total, just kicked his ass. And this dude's a UFO researcher. So a ufologist, ufologist, he's a ufologist over it. He considered Walton's story to be a hoax perpetuated for financial gain and discovered many discrepancies, finger air quotes. Okay. In the account of Walton and his co-workers, after investigating the case, class report that the polygraph tests were poorly administered, that Walton used polygraph countermeasures such as holding Ooh, his breath. Like hitting himself with a tack in the yep, thigh. Yep, And his class uncovered an earlier failed test administered by an examiner who concluded the case involved gross deception. Sounds like a total Walter White situation. He, he like... Walter White pulled it off. Remember when he peaced out? Yeah, he pulled that yeah, shit he off. he got all naked and wandered around the grocery store. Genius. To cover it up or whatever. God, I fucking miss Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah. Science and skepticism writer Michael Shermer criticized Walton's claim saying, I think the polygraph is not a reliable determiner of the truth. I think Travis Walton was not abducted by aliens. In both cases, the power of deception and self-deception is all we need to understand in what happened in 1975 and after all right psychologist susan clancy argues that alien abduction reports began only after stories of extraterrestrials appeared in films and on tv and that walton was likely influenced by the nbc television movie the ufo incident which aired two weeks before his own claimed abduction and huh? dramatized the alien abduction claims of betty and barney hill, hill. Yeah. uh-huh Clancy noticed the rise in alien abduction claims followed the movie and cites classes conclusions that after viewing this movie, any person with little imagination could now become an instant celebrity. Concluding that one of those instant celebrities was Travis Walton. Huh. In 1978, Walton wrote the book The Walton Experience, detailing his claims, which became the basis for the 1993 film. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. The 1993 film... Fire in the Sky. Okay. Paramount Pictures decided Walton's account was too fuzzy and too similar to other televised close encounters. Okay. So they ordered screenwriter Tracy Torme to write a flashier, more provocative abduction story. Walton has occasionally appeared at UFO conventions or on television. He sponsors his own UFO conference in Arizona called the Sky okay, Fire but so of Summit. Of course he does. He's profited off of all of this in so many different ways. It's all fucking. Yeah. I just... 30 years after the book's release, Walton appeared on the Fox game show, The Moment of Truth, and was asked if he, in fact, was abducted by UFO on November 5th, 1975, to which he replied, Yes. Shocking. <laughs> the polygraph test determined he was lying. Okay. In 2016, Walton appeared in the 12th season of Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures. Of course he did. Where he was interviewed by everybody's favorite human, Zach, Zach Bagans. God, that fucking guy. He also appeared in an episode of Canadian series Evil Encounters titled Terrors from the Sky. So. How old is he? He's old as fuck now. He was young. He was like 23 when it happened. But still a, or didn't yeah, happen. Right. Yeah. So there's like when he got abducted when he was when he was when he got abducted, they didn't talk to him or anything, but he like well, fought them off, like, like pushed seven, them and it is like 
He's old dude yeah. now. Yeah, he's old. But so just a quick little story about the, uh, a, a possible UFO abduction and then the kind of just reaction that some, you know, abductions get versus others. You know, they were every, almost everyone was like, no, the fuck. Uh-huh. No, the fuck you did yeah, not. Yeah, he still got to have a movie based off of it and, and wrote a book. And yeah, he made thing. money. Yeah. The movie did the movie did well. It's well received. Any money off of anything, other than just the National them. Enquirer. Yeah, they cut his. They all got. It. I mean, it's five thousand. They almost made all made a thousand bucks. You know, there's six of them. Oh, that thousand, was a lot. Seven of them. Five thousand dollars. Yeah, you make a little bit, a little bit of money. But I mean, like with everything else afterwards, I wonder. Because they. Well, I mean, they they like, all he probably made, pays them off if it's not real. Because why would they? Yeah. Why would like? There's no there's no evidence of them coming out saying like. Well, oh I'm, no, we lied to get into the paper. Yeah. Well, no, they could never. But also, well, they, it, could. Th- they all have the they all all of the characters in the movie carry the same names as the people. You know, there's no like name changes to you know. Okay. So I would assume that they all got royalties of some of some level on some level oh, or another. Oh sure. You know, it's like the it's like a it's just like before the internet, you had to like live your creepy pasta. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then get national attention that For way sure but yeah you know i knew yours was probably going to be a girthy one so i just wanted to say that's a really one of the bigger wow um yeah that, yeah but most of it is just the raw criticism of it you know yeah. so i would say that i do not believe he no was abducted i by don't aliens. fucking believe it at all no. originally when i was hearing the story i was like holy shit that's intriguing you know that the cops I mean, I, got into it yeah. they you know they were investigating but they were investigating a missing person you know, sure, the, you know, they, sure. weren't necess- they weren't necessarily, they weren't, they weren't looking for a, 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 yeah, somebody that was abducted. Yeah. Or potentially, you know, could have, you know. Yeah. Wow. So, yes. Well. Boom. Short, short and sweet. I figured. But mine I, was long and intense. So. Yeah. I, I wanted this one to be longer. But there's just not. I mean, but as I got into do, it, yeah. and you can, you can flesh out the drama of what happened. But to me, sure. I was like, he didn't fucking, it didn't fucking happen. Hammer time. <laughs> Never say that's not going to be a thing on this podcast. Never say that shit again. <laughs> Could knock it out, he said. Oh, knock it out. God, it's terrible. I know. But that was that was interesting. I mean, yeah. I, it's little, little, just a little piece, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Something for to spark people's attention about alien stories. Yeah, I think that the more and more that I see, like they're just all. You know, it's either there's only two opinions: either it happened or it didn't. And this one, well, it's yeah. overwhelmingly like, bro, you're lying. Yeah. Five days later. Why you always lying? (laughs) Five days later, the National Enquirer gives you five grand. Sure. Come on. I'm dehydrated, but I'll do that story. Then he wrote a book about it. Then there was a film. Come on. And he's continued to. Yeah, he's got a fucking fest. He's got a con. He's (laughs) got his own convention. Ended up on. Multiple, shows. and they're, they're paying him for they that. He continue they're to have his story and his name and his face for what it yeah. is. Yeah, for being one of the, essentially another Betty and Barney Hill type. Except sure, for and Betty it happened. And Barney Hill was it happened way two more. weeks after a, a film release right. of that. You know, right. a t- made for TV movie release. Right. Yeah, and his family, largely known to be big ufologists, sure. and, you know, sure, UFO sure. researchers and stuff. Yeah, diehard believers. That's even. crazy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So sorry, Travis Walton. I don't believe you, bro. Yeah, you didn't get me on that one. No, I didn't think I would. No, I I didn't bring a compelling case on the on the defense's side on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was good. Thanks, man. So yeah, I guess we can put this baby to bed. Wrap it up every time. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to We Drink and We Know Things, the podcast. We'll see y'all next week, and maybe you know more soon than that because we have a few things that we're going to release really soon so hopefully something for you guys on halloween 
Fuck. We Look got like two our, days, dude. Uh, our little segment in the Halloween. Oh, I'm sorry. In the ha- yeah. In the Halloween special episode on of Hillbilly Horror Stories. Ooh, you got through that one. Shut up. And we're gonna also release our own story. Yeah, we're gonna do that in on Halloween. But we want everybody to go listen because there's gonna be no a the lot other of story. That we're, we're gonna read another. We're gonna do. We're gonna release our own little Halloween. We got other stuff coming. We're gonna release the Hillbilly Horror Stories episode. We're gonna release this episode. We're gonna release a hundred episodes. Okay. Well, everybody have a happy Halloween. Yes. If you haven't if you listened to this before or whatever. Thanks for stopping by. If you're by. listening to this on Christmas because you're that far late in the game, then Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God, we'll we see. suck at these outros. You guys. Jesus Christ. Leave us five out of five star review. You better, you motherfuckers. Ham sandwiches. Ham sandwich. Dip your tit. Goodbye. Peace out. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>